Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. Those aren't just words I say. We have prayer hubs and houses of prayer all over the world. It certainly keeps me busy, keeps me hopping, and I love what the Lord is doing through the prayer movement in the earth. We have church services at Awakening House of Prayer in South Florida every Sunday, 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. God is good if you can't get here in person Watch online the 10.47 a.m. service at ahop.online. I'm the founder of the Ignite Network. It's a community of pure prophetic believers. No Jezebels, no false prophets allowed. Strong filters in there to keep you safe as you learn and grow. That's what it's all about. Keeping you safe as you learn and grow. That's my heart. It's to keep you safe as you learn and grow. There's always going to be wolves in sheep's clothing that sneak in trying to pull you out of the safe place and into their deception. So be careful out there, guys. It's not a joke. Amen. IgniteNow.org is where you can find the Ignite Network. Today I'm reading out of Mornings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still, small voice of God. It was my first devotional. My copy is tattered and torn and the spine is breaking because that's how much I've used it. These are words the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and today's devotion is entitled, Leave the Cares of the World Behind. Leave the Cares of the World Behind. And here's what I heard the Lord say. Leave all the cares of this world behind. Don't take them on. Reject them. This is our time of fellowship, and the cares and worries that enter your mind during our time together distract you from my heart. You cannot receive my peace, strength, joy, wisdom, and power when you are giving thought to the cares of this world. So once and for all, cast your cares on me and look to Jesus. Keep your mind on him. We'll take care of your cares and take care of you. That's a good word. I don't care where you're from. 
Amen. Mark 4, 19, Psalm 55, 22, Matthew 6, 34 are the scripture references for today. Now the prayer starter. Sometimes the cares of this world do feel as if they're choking your life out of me. Help me to resist the temptation to take on the cares that you are willing and able to take care of for me. I trade my cares for your peace, strength, joy, wisdom, and power. Father, we give you praise this morning because nothing gets by you. Nothing escapes you. Nothing weighs you down. Nothing holds you back. Nothing keeps you stuck. Nothing confuses you. Nothing confounds you. Nothing troubles you. <laughs> nothing causes you a setback. Nothing keeps you down and out. You are God and you are seated on the throne and you are good. You're a good, good father. It's not just a name, a song. It's not just something that we say in passing. Your goodness, it permeates you. That's who you are. You can't do anything that's not good because you are goodness personified. And we praise you this morning. We thank you, God. Because you have our best interests at heart, always, all the time. You're always trying to keep us from danger. You're always trying to keep us out of trouble. You're always trying to keep us out of the snare of the enemy. That is how good you are. You are God, our protector. You are the good protector. <laughs> you are the careful protector. You are the powerful protector. That is who you are. You try to keep us from danger. And even when we fall into the trap, you are so good. You are such a good protector that you put on your deliverance cap. <laughs> you become the good deliverer. When we fall headlong into sin, when we fall headlong into the false prophet snare, when we fall headlong into our own doing, our own mistakes, when we fall headlong, you are so good that you shift from protector to deliverer because that's how much you love us. You are watching over us carefully. You are watching over us with tender, loving care, with kindness. So, Father, we praise you today for who you are, the good protector, the good deliverer. <laughs> You're so good that you saved us. When we were dead in our trespasses and sins, you saved us. When we didn't have a leg to stand on, you lifted us up. When we didn't have anywhere to turn, you turned to us. You brought us into your kingdom. You adopted us as children. You translated us out of that dark place into your kingdom of light, into the kingdom of your dear son who died to pay the price for our sins. What more would you not do for us? You've given us your Holy Spirit. What more would you not do for us? You've given us your eternal word. What more would you not do for us? You've given us your complete armor. Not one piece is missing. Not one piece is broken. Not one piece is ineffective. What more would you not do for us? You're the good warrior God. You war for us. You go to war for us. You just don't, you don't just go to bat for us. You go to war for us. <laughs> you don't just go to bat for us. You go to war for us. <laughs> you don't just go to bat for us. You go to war for us. That's how good you are. Even when we mess up, even when we, we make terrible mistakes, even when you warned us ahead of time and said, don't do this. Even when you taught us better, we get ourselves in a big mess. We find ourselves in a raging war. Even then... You still love us. You move from Savior God to Protector God to Deliverer God to Warrior God. You are everything we need. You are our everything. You go to war for us. 
Like Abraham, when Lot got himself in a mess, Lot got himself in a mess, Lot got himself in a mess. He had no business going the direction he went. Abraham rose up 318 men, his own personal servants, and went to war for Lot. Jesus will raise up 318 angels or a legion of angels to come and fight in war for you. No matter what you've done, no matter how far you've fallen, no matter what warfare you brought it himself, Jesus is the warrior God, the glorious warrior God, and he will go to war for you. He doesn't just go to bat for you. He goes to war for you. He saved you. He delivered you. (laughs) He's made you great and precious promises by his word. He can swear by nothing higher, so he gives covenant by his name, by his blood. That is how good he is. So we praise you this morning. We praise you this morning. We glorify your name because that is who we serve. That is the God we serve. We don't serve a sneaky God who goes around everybody's backs and whispers something different to each individual person, hoping to bring confusion. We don't serve a duplicitous God, a deceitful God. We don't serve a false God. We don't serve a God who says one thing today and another thing tomorrow. He's not double-minded. We don't serve a scammy God. (laughs) Aren't you glad? All the other gods have to bow to him. All the other gods are less than. All the other gods are scammy. They're deceitful. They're duplicitous. All the other gods, the idols, the entertainment, the false ideologies, all of that is rubbish. It's all rubbish. It's worth nothing. It's deceptive. It's a trap. Don't fall into it, beloved. Hear my heart today. I am so grieved for the body of Christ, for the bride, because so many are following false prophets. So many are liking and sharing the statuses of wicked ones. So many are being deceived by prophetic witchcraft, directing their lives. People are so unassuming that they just take it as God and they don't test the spirits and they end up making huge messes and bringing warfare on themselves and the people around them because of one simple mistake. But thank God, thanks be to God that he is deliverer, that he is warrior, that he is judge, that he is king, and he will rescue us out of any problem, any trial. Father, help us to learn today from our mistakes so we can stop making the same ones over and over and over. Help us, Lord, learn to discern, to test the spirits, to go to our pastor and say, I don't know. Somebody came and prophesied to me that I was supposed to do this or I was supposed to do that. I don't know. Help us, Lord, to avoid the snare of the, of the enemy who whispers into our soul and tells us something that is way off base of Scripture. Help us, Lord, if we don't know the Word of God enough, if we can't rightly divide the Word of truth, if we don't know how to apply Scripture to our lives, would you help us today, God, to find somebody to help us parse through the Holy Word of God? We don't want to misapply the word. We don't want to misapply the prophecy. We don't want to misapply the still small voice. Help us, Lord, today to test the spirits to see if they are from God. Help us, Lord, today to find the healing that we need for our souls so that the false prophets and the false voices can't come in and take advantage of us because we need a daddy, can't come in and take advantage of us because we want a baby, can't come in and take advantage of us because we want something so bad and we've prayed for it so long and we feel so incomplete without it that the false prophet can come right in and prophesy right to the hurt and the pain and the want and the need through divination 
through monitoring spirits, through familiar spirits who spy on your life and give information to other demons who speak to the prophets, who prophesy to that deep need. God, would you help us to get savvier to the ways in the world of darkness? And would you help us to submit to our leadership when we don't know the territory in which we're walking so that we don't fall into the trap and even into an imprisonment and end up needing deliverance from soul ties because we put ourselves in a position to receive ministry from someone who had a greedy gain, to receive ministry from someone who had a false motive. Would you help us today to get free, to mature in Christ, to let the company of, of leadership in our churches or the networks that we run in or the group of friends we studied the Bible with, would you help us today, God, to lean on them, to help them help us by being transparent, by telling the truth, by not slipping around the back door, going to other places that have nothing for them, nothing to offer but bondage. Give us discernment today, God. Give us discernment today, God. Give us, just help us to stop having knee-jerk reactions just because there's a bright, shiny object, just because there's a new preacher in town, just because there's a new fad in the body, just because there's something that seems good. Help us, Lord, to discern between what's good and what's God, and help us to stay steady and loyal in service to you wherever you've planted us, instead of running around here, there, and here, and there, and here, and there, wooed by every false prophet and every wind of doctrine. Help us, Lord, to be loyal and stable and to grow so we can bloom where we're planted. The Bible says, bloom where you're planted. The Bible says, bloom where you're planted. Help us, Lord, to stop allowing ourselves to be pulled out of the place that you've planted us by false prophets. Help us, Lord, to stop bringing warfare on our leadership by continuing to find ourselves in messes, going places we have no business going, and the leader has to come and clean it up. Days and days and days of warfare, backlash. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. And help us to stop being offended at correction. Help us to stop being offended when the leader corrects. Help us to stop being offended when the Lord corrects. Help us to stop being offended when our own conscience corrects. Help us to stop being offended. And help us to at least try to see what our leadership is saying. So that we can respond rightly instead of making excuses. So that we can respond with godly repentance. Godly sorrow instead of making excuses and putting it back on the leader. Help us to take responsibility for our own lack of discernment. Help us to take responsibility for our own lack of discernment. Help us take responsibility for the fact that we didn't ask somebody to judge what the prophet said. Help us to take responsibility because we will never change. We will never grow. We'll do it again. We'll make the same mistakes over and over if we do not start taking responsibility for our mishaps. And thanks be to God that he is deliverer. Thanks be to God that he is our teacher. Thanks be to God that he'll show us, that he'll teach us, that he'll strengthen us. Because there is no failure in God. There's only growth. We get to try again. We get to try again. And we get to try again. And we get to try again. And we get to try again. We keep getting to try. Would you help us, Lord, to honor you, understanding that honoring our leadership is honoring you. And not to go astray chasing this, that, and this, and that, and this, and that on Facebook. All these Facebook preachers. All these copycats. All these people claiming miracles every morning. Seriously? Yeah, right. Seriously. Seriously. Don't you realize that some of these people have people come on their programs and pretend they're healed to leave a comment so they can post the comment on the screen? Just because to make them seem legitimate? Help us, Lord, to stop falling for the traveling road con artist gimmicks from a hundred years ago.
Help us, Lord. These are the same con artist tricks that they used a hundred years ago. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to walk in the spirit, to be willing to be accountable. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. We need your help. We can all miss it. Help us, Lord. To Let me tell you something about fruit. Can I just tell you something about fruit? Let me pray teach you for a minute. Can I just tell you something about fruit? Let me pray teach you for a minute. This is really important because you probably never heard this before. Number one, don't go on somebody else's discernment. Just because you see somebody doing a Facebook live with somebody else doesn't mean that that person, let's because you see your pastor do a Facebook live with somebody else or, or bring them to the church doesn't mean that person is legit that you should go sow and do work and follow their ministry and pledge allegiance and share everything that that other person does on Facebook. Your pastor could be walking them through deliverance and be trying to show them a kindness. Your pastor could be dealing with massive issues in that person's marriage and just been trying to show them kindness. They've been trying to show them encouragement. Don't just go get on a bandwagon because some visiting preacher comes to your church and start putting all your resources resources behind them loyalty begins with your pastor and your leader does it mean you can't sow or go to other people's conferences but when you begin to exalt them above your leader in your life then you need to leave that church or you need to understand that you're out of order let me tell you something about fruit come on all you pastors out there listening to me you know what I'm talking about Jesus said you'll know them by their fruit Jesus said you'll know them by their fruit right Jesus said, you'll know them by your fruit. So you or your leader, the fruit takes a little while to come out of the ground. When the fruit first springs up as a blade, you don't know if it's an apple tree or an orange tree. You don't know what it is. You don't know if it's poison ivy. When the bl first blade comes up out of the ground because of the seed, you don't know what it is. It takes a little bit sometimes to judge fruit. That's why you don't need to get too involved with people that you don't know until you see the fruit you have to slowly build relationship until you see the fruit that's why you don't go all in until you see the fruit that's why you don't get married to somebody until you've been through a trial with them or a big nasty blowout because you don't know how they act you don't know the real them you know them by their fruit but the fruit takes a little while so when your pastor, when your leader brings someone to preach in the church, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's an endorsement. Because they did a Facebook Live, that doesn't mean it's an endorsement. That means they're trying to help somebody. They're getting to know somebody. They're being kind to somebody. It doesn't mean that you should start following and sharing and liking and promoting them and everything they do at the expense. You don't even show your pastor stuff on Facebook. These are the things that leaders look for to discern whether you are mature or whether you're a bandwagon Christian whether you're easily deceived or whether you're loyal because loyal people don't go around their pastor's back getting counsel and mentorship from other people and then come back crying when they got hurt and wounded and asked the pastor to fix it that's an immaturity and so father help us to grow out of our immaturities because we've all been there we've all made mistakes we have all been mesmerized by false ministers by deceiving spirits by voices we've all been there we've all done it so help us Lord to grow to mature out of our immaturities to get healed from our hurts and wounds so that we don't keep falling for the same thing so that we don't keep making the sets all we need to do is focus on where do we go from here because there's no condemnation in Christ there is therefore there's correction there's rebuke but there's no condemnation in Christ. 
I said, there's correction, there's rebuke, but there's no condemnation in Christ. I said, there's correction, there's rebuke. Open rebuke is better than secret love. The Lord corrects those whom he loves, but there's no condemnation in Christ ever. So help us, Lord, to grow out of the place we're at so we stop making the same mistakes, so we don't become unloyal to the house that God has called us to serve to. Because that's what it is. It's disloyalty, it's dishonor, it's disrespect. No matter what you want to call it, no matter what excuse you want to make, you might not have meant to dishonor your pastor when you did those things, but sweetheart, that's what it was. It was massive dishonor, it was massive disrespect, it was massive disloyalty. That's what it was. So some of you might have to go to your pastors and repent. Some of you need to repent before the Lord for sowing that $1,000 seed into a false prophet. When you know your church's air conditioner is broken for serving, for, for going to that conference and serving all weekend in a, in a false prophet's conference and didn't even go to church on Sunday because you were too tired from the conference. That's called unloyal. It's not called control. It's called unloyal. So, Father, help us grow up out of those places, those immature places, the place where it's all about us, all about us, all about us, and it's no longer about the kingdom. It's just what we can get. It's good to be spiritually hungry, but not for the sake of dishonoring the leadership that you vowed to serve. So, Father, help us today. 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 Help us today to be more discerning. So that we don't cause a big nasty mess that pastor has to spend a week digging the rest of you out of. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. And to all the pastors and leaders that are on the broadcasts, I ask you, Lord, to strengthen them. To give them even greater discernment that they would discern when their people are going around behind their backs, getting mentoring and counseling and planning trips to Africa with no notice, no telling, no sharing. Help us, Lord, to have compassion as leaders for those who are deceived by the false prophets. Help us, Lord, to, to see and to teach and to understand the thought processes behind how people fall into these traps so that we can teach broader messages that other people might benefit from the mistake of one or two or three or four. Help us, Lord. We need your help. We need your help. None of us are perfect. None of us have it all right, but you do. You're perfect and you have it all right. 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 So help us do things your way, God. Because we need you. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 2-4, I'm focusing on the second half, but we'll read the first half for context. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Another translation says, the Lord ridicules them. I like that. Did you understand that you know? That God ridicules your enemy? God ridicules the enemy? Did you understand and know that he's not just laughing at them, he's scoffing at them? That he's not just laughing at them, he ridicules them? That he's not just laughing at them, he holds them in derision? That he's not just laughing at them, he taunts them? This is what the Bible says, Psalm 2-4. Different translations pull the meaning of that word out and highlighted in Psalm 2. The Lord holds them in derision. Who? His enemies. And if your enemies are his enemies, then he's holding your enemies in derision. 
You need to rise up with the same righteous indignation against your enemies that the Lord has. If you did, if you were to rise up with that same righteous indignation, that same hatred for evil, you would find victory in warfare a lot faster. The problem is too many of us put up with the devil. Yay. Too many of us put up with the devil. We put up with it. We put up with it. God holds him in contempt. God is laughing. God is actually mocking the enemy. God is ridiculing the enemy. God is scorning the enemy. God is disparaging the enemy. And many times what we do is we get intimidated by the enemy. We go stick our head in the sand because of the enemy. We're frightened by the quote unquote power of the enemy. When Jesus said, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. You shall trample on snakes and serpents, scorpions. Father, we thank you. We thank you that the enemy is an object of your ridicule. We thank you that you hold him in derision. We thank you that he is a laughing stock in heaven because you see his end and you see our end. We thank you, God, that you even taunt our enemy. You've mocked him just like Elijah mocked the false prophets of Baal. He said, maybe your God is sleeping. He was mocking them. That was a great picture of how God mocks the enemy. He holds them in derision. He ridicules them. This is what the Bible says in Psalm 2, 4. I'm not making these things up. NIV, the Lord scoffs at them. New Living Translation, the Lord scoffs at them. English Standard, the Lord holds them in derision. Berean Study Bible, the Lord taunts them. Christian Standard Bible, the Lord ridicules them. Contemporary English, he makes fun of them. Good news translation, he mocks their feeble plan. If you could just see that the plans of the enemy against you are feeble in light of the power of God that is available to you. So Father, open our eyes. Open our eyes and help us to see that the enemy is not as big as he pretends to be. He does have power, but he has no power over us unless we give it to him. He has no authority over us unless we give it to him, unless we bow a knee to him, unless we submit to him. Oh God, your word says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he's got to flee. We've got to resist him long and strong. Some of you, the enemy is taunting you. You've got to flip the script. You've got to understand that the God in you is taunting him. Don't let him taunt you. Don't let him ridicule you with those vain imaginations. I know what he's doing. He's ridiculing you, telling you you're not good enough. You'll fail here. You won't accomplish this. Who do you think you are? He's ridiculing you, but the God in you is ridiculing him. You've got to flip the script on the enemy, beloved. You've got to flip the script on the enemy, beloved. You've got to flip the script on the enemy, beloved. The enemy may be scoffing at you, but the God in you is scoffing at him. The enemy may hold you in derision, but the Lord in you is holding him in derision. Don't you understand? You have the upper hand, beloved. It doesn't mean the warfare won't be fierce. It doesn't mean the onslaught won't come. It doesn't mean that it won't waste your time in the sense that you're going to have to put everything else aside and fight like I'm having to do right now. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean you won't have to fight. But it means that understanding that Christ in you is the hope of victory. Christ in you sealed the victory. Christ in you leads you into victory. Gives you the strength and the focus to fight off 
the ridicule of the enemy, to fight off the scoffs of the enemy, to fight off the taunts of the enemy, to fight off the derision of the enemy, to fight off the enemy and put him under your feet where he remains. Don't let him out from under, under your feet. Don't let him out from underneath your feet. Don't let him out from under your feet. That's where he belongs. Don't let him out from under your feet. Don't let him out from, don't let him out from, don't let him out from under your feet. Put your foot on his neck and leave it there. Jesus, we give you praise because we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And Christ Jesus is living on the inside of us. Therefore, we have a direct connection to heaven and all the authority and power that you offer every minute of every day. All we have to do is open our mouths because the kingdom of God is not in word only, but in power. It's the power that backs our words that we speak in your name that causes the devil to bow and forces the enemy to flee every time. So we praise you because we do have the victory and whatever warfare comes against us, we will claim the victory. We will walk in the victory. We will declare the victory. And that is all we will declare. We'll never admit, concede, even speak of the thought of defeat ever, never again, never again, never again, never again. Never, 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 never. So we thank you, God. We stand in the victory that you died at Calvary to give us by your blood. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, guys. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Today was what you call a course correction call. Today is what you would describe as a course correction call. And any of you that have been on this broadcast for any length of time knows that soon after we have a course correction call, soon after you repent, some of you need to repent, change the way you think. That's what it means. Repent doesn't mean begging and groveling and beating yourself up. Repent means having godly sorrow enough to change the way that you think about a thing. Shortly after we have a correction call, we always have a breakthrough call. It always happens tomorrow, the next day, within a few days. When enough of you have changed the way you think about some things, you'll engage with me at a higher level and God's reward will be some kind of massive healing call or deliverance call or some kind of great prophetic utterance. Metanoa. Metanoa. Look, you know, you know, you guys, some of you don't know me that well and some of you I don't know that well. But what you have to know is I have a heart that hungers and thirsts after God. And I want to see you safe. I want to see you come into your calling. I don't do this for money. This is not what it's about for me. I'm trying to serve the Lord. I have to stand before him one day as you do. And I want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. I don't want to be like one of those false prophets running around, deceiving people, snatching sheep out of other people's church and hear him say, depart from me. I never knew you. Do you know why we don't counsel other people? Have you ever heard the, the, the uh, saying, don't counsel other people's sheep? It's well known among leadership in the body of Christ. You don't counsel other people's sheep. What does that mean? That means that when someone is submitted to the house, to a local pastor, you don't counsel them. You don't mentor them without their express permission and knowledge. And everybody knows this. Everybody knows. Everybody in, in, in leadership knows this. Part of the reason is you don't know the depth and the history of the, so let's say you're outside the church. You don't know the depth and history of the person that you're mentoring. And you don't want to conflict with their pastor's advice because you don't know. So we don't mentor other people's sheep. We don't do counseling with members of other people's churches because we don't know that long history or that relationship. And a lot of times they're coming to you trying to get you to say something different than their, their pastor said. Come on, pastors. 
And our heart's cry is that we will be a service to you and bring a light to your path by sharing the word of God, bring an encounter of the Holy Spirit's presence and love and goodness and kindness towards you through the power of prayer and through hands-on ministry in our churches. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Some of you, I wish you'd take this discernment series, discerning prophetic witchcraft, and I wish you'd just take the whole discernment series. These things are so low price, they're crazy. There's like, it does have a cost. Developing your spiritual gifts. I mean, sorry, developing spiritual discernment. Developing spiritual discernment at schoolofthespirit.tv. There's a price for it because it costs us a lot of money to produce it. It's $79 and there's over 20 lessons. Some of you need to develop spiritual. You'd be a lot happier if you did. Schoolofthespirit.tv. I'm trying to keep you safe, guys. Discerning prophetic witchcraft, that book has brought so much warfare on me. So pray for me. Amen. Commit to praying for me for two or three minutes. I'm praying for you an hour, almost an hour every morning. I think it would be fair if you could pray for me for five minutes, right? We need your your financial support at times here and there. You know, everything costs money, but we also need your prayer support. So I'm going to give you two options today. If you, if you want to sow financially, because this ministry is blessing you, one way you can sow financially is by taking the, the courses. I, I really would like to see everyone. I'm not, I, this is not, a, look, I don't need the money. I need the money to pay the, to have it produced, but I don't need the money for my own personal self. You have to understand I own several businesses. I'm debt free. I'm not in ministry for money. That's not my motive. It does cost money to produce the the broadcast. Unfortunately, nobody wants to give us their labor or their platforms or their cameras for free. But I would like to see every single one of you take, I'm serious, take these two classes. I would like to see it. I'm not telling you you have to. I'm saying I'd like to see it. I'd like to see you go to schoolofthespirit.tv and take discerning prophetic witchcraft and take developing spiritual discernment. And for like less than $150, you'll be a new person by the end of the year taking these classes. You won't be fooled anymore. You won't keep sowing. Some of you are sowing right now, literally. You're literally sowing into false prophets in different, different broadcasts that you listen to, literally. You could save all that money and actually put it in some other, somebody else's ministry where there's going to be good ground. How about start with your church? I sow to outside ministries. There's nothing wrong with sowing, but your tithe goes to your church. If you're giving more outside than you're giving to your church, personally, I think that's a problem. But if you want to sow a seed into the ministry, you can, you can do that. We don't pump for money, but we give you the opportunity because we, we didn't need to ever mention it. But people started asking. And we don't want to answer 100 emails later. JenniferLeClaire.org slash donate. All the different ways to give there. You can also use the Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign Jennifer LeClaire. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Interesting who wasn't on the broadcast today. They'll probably come watch later. Text to give 754-701-2161. Text the word pray. P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. Get on the mailing list at jenniferleclair.org. Get on the mailing list at jenniferleclair.org. God bless you guys. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, 
and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.